I've known that I was going to be speaking today and just asking God what he'd like me to share about. And the Holy Spirit just gave me the word hope. I was like, okay, I can, I can go for that. So uh, the title for this is Hope in God. And um, I really believe that God wants to speak hope into our hearts this morning for us as individuals and families and as our church family going into 2015. I really believe with hope in my own heart that um, this new year is going to be an outstanding year so that when we look back, it will stand out in our own history. It's going to be a year of great opportunity to reach out in love, to put our faith into action and to allow Holy Spirit to refine us and for us to grow in maturity. So coming back to the word hope, the word hope is a bit like the word love, and it's banded about a bit in our language these days. So I hope I get fill in the blank for Christmas. I hope it snows tonight. I really do hope it snows tonight. Um, I hope Kathy doesn't talk for ages this morning. Don't worry, I'm not going to speak for ages. Um, and that kind of hope, it doesn't feel very confident to me. It's kind of a bit airy-fairy, a um, bit wishy-washy. Um, I use the word hope a lot, I've realized, in like cards and emails and texts that I write. So, you know, I might say, I hope that situation gets better quickly, or I hope you feel better soon. I hope you sleep well. And I do mean those things. I do hope for those things and then back them up with prayer. And for me... Using that word hope, it's a very strong and solid word to use. And hope in the dictionary is defined as this, a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen, a feeling of trust. And okay, hope can be a feeling, can't it? But like I said before, that feels a bit kind of wishy-washy, a bit airy-fairy, a feeling. You know, feelings come, feelings go, don't they? But... Um, I define hope through a very different lens than that. And the word of God tells me that hope is actually a person. This is from Matthew 12, 18 to 21. And it's referring back to Isaiah's prophecy. It says, Look at my servant whom I've chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious and his name will be the hope of all the world. Hope is a person. Hope came wrapped up in that little baby that earth received from heaven more than 2,000 years ago. The name of Jesus is the hope of all the world because he alone is our saviour. And when we receive him as saviour, we are filled with that same hope. Our hope is founded on a God who is unshakable and unchangeable, the rock of ages. A faithful God whose love for us is incomprehensibly lavish and unfailing. The writer of the book of Lamentations, which is actually a book of sorrowful songs and poems, he reminds himself of the hope he has. He says, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. The faithful, I've just read that, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. 
Therefore, I will hope in him. That's Lamentations 3, 21 to 24 in the New Living Translation. And I really like the way the message puts this. And I've just included the few verses before to give it a bit more context. So this is the same writer, but in the message. I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. I remember it all. Oh, how well I remember the feeling of hitting the bottom. But there's one other thing I remember. And remembering I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. And during one of the sessions at the recent Hope College School of Arts, Media and Mission, we were writing creatively using the word hope as a focus. And it was really amazing what came out of that time. I don't know if you remember, but we had the word hope up here um, for Remembrance Day. And then we pinned these poems that we'd written above. I don't know if any of you got to see this, but there was some amazing stuff in there. And in my own piece, I wrote about hope being like a rope pulling me out of the depths into glorious light. That's my experience of hope and God. And um, I've been reading um, an Advent devotional in the run-up to Christmas and reading about Rahab hiding the spies in Jericho and the scarlet rope that she left hanging outside her window so that she and her family would be saved when Joshua came back and they conquered Jericho. And Rahab was a woman in the direct lineage of Jesus she was the great-grandmother of King David, and she was actually a godless, well, she started out a godless woman in a godless place, but yet she put her hope in the God of these men that she hid, recognizing that God had already given them the land. And what amazed me was that the Hebrew word for the cord that she threw out of her window is tikva, T-I-K-V-A-H, and it's the very same word as hope in Hebrew. That just, that gives me goosebumps. That's amazing. And this is the cord that's held out to each one of us, that draws us near to Jesus, that pulls us out of the depths, out of despair, out of hopelessness, and ultimately out of death. It's the rope of hope. One of the verses in the Bible that's been a, like an anchor in my own life is Jeremiah 29, 11, and I'm sure lots of you could quote that. Um, but it goes like this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, plans to give you a future and a hope. And I have to believe that this is true because my God, who is faithful and true to his word, said it. And my God said that with him, nothing is impossible. I don't know about you, but I'm struggling to watch the news these days. My heart grieves for what's going on in our nations, in our own country, and, and even our local communities. And I'm sure you've seen and heard it too. It's hard to miss, isn't it? It seems so overwhelming, the violence, the death, the destruction, and the sheer evil. There are people all around us who are hurting, who are lonely, and who are lost. The world is screwed up, to quote somebody I know. The Bible tells us that the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, but it tells us that Jesus came that we may all have abundant life. 
And I have to believe that. That we, that Christians, that, that I and that we and that Christians all over the planet are part of the answer for this screwed up world. Part of the plan for redemption and restoration of the world. Because that is why God sent his one and only son that we've been singing about today. And the church, as it reveals Christ, is the hope to the nations. Now, I want to give you a bit of like a blast of quotes and scriptures about hope. So you'll stay with me, okay? And I, I need some volunteers in a minute. Um, you know, a lot of people have spoken about hope over the years. It's one of those big topics. And do you guys remember Christopher Reeve? He was the original Superman actor, and he had a horse riding accident which paralyzed him. And this was, he said this after he had that accident. He said, once you choose hope, anything's possible. Can you imagine him being in that place of being paralyzed, not being able to do what we all take for granted? And he said, once you choose hope, anything's possible. I don't know if he believed in God. Martin Luther King Jr. said, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Desmond Tutu said, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. Michelle Obama said this, you may not always have a comfortable life and you'll not always be able to solve all the world's problems at once, but don't ever underestimate the importance that you can have because history has shown us that courage can be contagious and hope can take on a life of its own. And when that hope is God, you know, anything's possible. Rick Warren said this, what gives me most hope every day is God's grace, knowing that grace is going to give me the strength for whatever I face, knowing that nothing is a surprise to God. Jesse Jackson said, at the end of the day, we must go forward with hope and not backward by fear and division. Billy Graham said, God's mercy and grace give me hope for myself and for our world. And unknown said, Hope changes everything. Pain is real, but so is hope. Hope, the only thing stronger than fear. And I like this acronym for hope. It goes like this. Have only positive expectations. Hope. Have only positive expectations. But now, most importantly, what the Bible says. And this is where you guys come in, because I need some volunteers. And it's probably going to be the majority of you, actually. Um, who would, hands up if you wouldn't mind. Just it's, They're very short, just short scriptures. And Mark's going to walk around with the mic, if that's okay. Romans 12, verse 12. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Proverbs 10, 24. The fears of the wicked will be fulfilled. The hopes of the godly will be granted. Romans 15, verse 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 6, verse 18 to 19. It's quite long. So God had given both his promise and his oath these two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. 
This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Psalms 33, verse 20. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalm 94, 19. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. Psalm 37, 34. Put your hope in the Lord. Travel steadily along his path. He will honor you by giving you the land. You will see the wicked destroyed. Proverbs 23, 17-18. Don't envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord. You will be rewarded for this, and your hope will not be disappointed. Psalm 119:49. Remember your promise to me. It is my only hope. Psalm 119:114. You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. Psalm 135. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. Psalm 78 verse 7. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. At Romans 5 4. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Jeremiah 17 to 7. But blessed are thou who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Psalm 147, verse 11. No, the Lord's delight is in those who fear him, those who put their hope in his unfailing love. And I've got the last one, which is Psalm 130, verse 7. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. There's something really powerful about reading out the word together. That's why I wanted to do that. And those were scriptures that um, kind of just came across in my own study. And, and they're the only ones that, um, not, they're not the only ones that use hope, but in those, the, the word hope is used. But in the Bible is a book full of hope. So I really encourage you. So that's not an exhaustive you know, list of, of all those, those scriptures. But yeah, I really encourage you to look at the hope that is in the word, the word. And hope is about expectation. It's about engaging our faith. We must daily choose to hope in God. It's a choice, like love is a choice. Hope is a choice. And we must, yeah, daily choose to hope in God in spite of our own natural circumstances. And we must know exactly what or rather who our hope is founded on. We must know the God we worship and serve through the knowledge, understanding, and revelation of his word. We must engage with Holy Spirit's leading and his power to bring hope to those around us in word and deed. We must pray and intercede for situations around us and in the world where we can't make a hands-on difference. Pray for those that are on the ground helping Pray for those who are victim. Pray for those who are the perpetrators. Pray beyond that for the light of Christ to supernaturally shine in those dark places, for evil to be overcome, for Holy Spirit to break through in the ways that only he knows how. Pray for hope to rise and reign in places where hopelessness has taken over. Let's not forget what it says in Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. 
So I want to read um, Psalm 78, verse 7 again. It says, So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. So let's be a people, City Church leads, who choose to set our hope anew on God today. Let's thank him for his glorious miracles that he has done, including our salvation. And let's go into 2015 with boldness and courage, in faith and love as we preach the good news of Jesus. I just want to end, I want to read 2 Thessalonians 2. This is verse 16 to 17 in the New Living Translation. And I want to say it as a prayer. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful hope, comfort you and strengthen you in every good thing you do and say. Amen. In this house, we are real. But we also make mistakes. And when we do... We make sure we say sorry. We give second chances to anyone. And we also have lots of fun. In this house, we definitely forgive. We also do loud. We give the best hugs. We are family. And in this house, that means we we love. love.